Looks like we are back for three things. To kill, to fuck, or make a boat. Only way to understand that is to go ahead and dive right into season two of the smash Netflix anime series, Castlevania, this week on Shonen and Suds. Do you like that, Cody? Do you like how I started that? We're here to do three things. It's very much a very much a kick ass and chew bubblegum kind of thing, but uh, you know, there's no bubblegum to be chewed here. No, I loved it. <laughs> I had to bite my tongue there so I wouldn't laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. But guys, welcome back. We are here for show- next episode of Shonen and Sods. Uh, Sods. <laughs> Shonen and Sods, bro. Uh, what episode is this? Is this uh, 20... 26, I believe. 26? Shit, man. We're almost we're, we're just past the quarter mark. Uh, we're almost on our way to 30. Um, but, uh, you know, Cody, I'm telling you right out right now, man, I'm, I'm having a great time with Castlevania as I did the first time I watched it. Yeah, I'm I'm having a complete blast with it. Uh it's it just gets better the more you watch it. Um Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like a fine wine. It 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 ages like the opposite of milk. That's right. <clears throat> and uh before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I am Cody Snodgrass and I'm Chris Adams and of course this is as we've said multiple times already, <laughs> Shonen and Suds. Um and Cody, like I said, you know you know, we, we got double our pleasure with season two here of uh, Castlevania. You know, it went from four episodes in season one to eight episodes in season two. And we're introduced to a lot, a lot of different characters. Um, it ends with just such an amazing, like, when I say it ends, I'm talking episode seven of eight. Episode seven, and we'll get to, we'll talk more about that when we get to it, might be one of the most pleasant and amazing animated experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, I definitely put it up in like my top three favorite episodes of anime. Period. Um, yeah, oh, I watched it twice. It was just that good. Yeah, it really is something special. Um, but you know, that's not the only thing special, Cody. Uh, you know, we like to, we like to do some things here on Shonen and Suds, and that is, what are you drinking? Mm. All right, Chris. Well, just when you thought the the Bud Light Seltzer grind was over. Oh no! They come out with oh, the no. they come out with the lemonades. Oh no! So we got another variety pack. Um, it's got four different flavors in it. You got, I believe it's peach, black cherry, strawberry, and, oh. and just OG lemonade. Um, so are they like twisted tea type situations, or like what are they? Um, they're more or they're like, like shandies, essentially. Kind of, yeah. Um, as far as seltzers go, the lemonades are the way. Um, okay. Okay. If you've ever had a truly lemonade, oh, of course. So they're uh, like that. Oh, okay. like the black can trulys that. Yeah. Like, they basically uh, Anheuser Busch basically stole the can, the, <laughs> the color scheme. They stole it all. <laughs> Pretty much the same flavors <laughs> except for one's different. Uh, I think. Love that. The true and trulys they have uh, they have a mango flavor lemonade instead of a peach flavored. So. Oh. That's their one like one little difference there uh but these are great uh this is pretty good i'm not gonna lie this is the peach flavor i'm having today um but yeah that's what i'm drinking so having a good time with this what about you chris love that well i am actually really excited um i'm actually drinking something from one of my favorite breweries uh and that is bell's brewery out of kalamazoo michigan um they actually had stopped being available in virginia um because you know you know, when you're talking beer, you've got to deal with a three-tier system and distributors and a brewery and a distributor decide to pull out of an area. Well, you just don't get that beer anymore unless another distributor picks it up. And then there's contracts involved. Oh, there, there's It's a lot to it. It's not just, hey, this beer is here. Let me go to the store and get it. There's a lot of, lot of, lot of palm greasing involved. But anyway, 
Bells is now back in Virginia, and I am enjoying uh, their Two Hearted Ale, which is their their IPA. It's one of their core IPAs, probably their most popular core line beer, and it's just a just an IPA that uses uh, primarily Centennial hops, which is a hop variety. Um, they're going to be a little more as far as um, trying to think of the right way to put it. They're they're kind not too terribly resiny. They're a little bit bitter, slightly citrusy. Um, so you're getting a, just kind of a, you know, I mean, I guess we're both kind of on the citrus train here, but it's just definitely more of a citrusy kind of bitter IPA and it's a, just really, really good. And I'm really just happy to see, uh, see bells back in Virginia. Love that. Yeah. I lo- I'm, yeah. I, dude, I'm telling you, I love these seltzer lemonades. It's a problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now wait till they have the net, wait till Natty I, or natural brings out their own like lemonades and you know, they'll be better and they'll be like one and a half percent higher. Oh yeah, and they'll, have, wise, they'll have way cooler names. And oh, of course. I mean, it doesn't get much better than Catalina Lime Mixer and Aloha Beaches. I I think that's probably like if we're ranking the drinks we're having, I'm pretty sure those are still like strongly seated at the top of the list. For sure, Chris. And uh, speaking of strongly seated, we got Castlevania here, Chris, and it is oh. burning through the ranks. Let me tell you, um, dude. Dude, dude, dude. I love it. I love it. And I'm ready. Dude, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to just dive right the hell in. Because I'm pretty sure our friends listening are also ready to talk turkey. <laughs> That's right, Chris. Well, we're going to we're gonna throw it back to January 1475. So mm, It's a good year. Buckle up. We're, we're back in Lupu Village, the home of Lisa Tepish. Uh, yeah. So we, we're, it looks like we're getting that scene that, we, that was referenced in season one when Dracula had come back from his travels. Right. Yeah. Basically what the, yeah, like, like you said, the, what the aftermath that he comes back to, we get to see like a little backstory on that. And it's basically mm-hmm. Lisa, obviously kind of being like the doctor of the town, sort of, um, she's mm-hmm. given some medicine to this, this old woman who I believe is the same old woman who. Yes. Kind of runs into Dracula, um, later yep. on. And basically, she's just helping her out with some illness that she has. And uh, as, as she's leaving, we see our old least favorite character, the Bishop of Targovisti. Oh, yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, just when we thought we had enough of him in season one, he, of course, comes back. And uh, and also some familiar faces. The uh, the priests that are with him are the ones that, uh, that Trevor just beat the brakes off of in season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course... Which, he... One of them, they still say, is Grant from Castlevania Three. But that's all, like, I don't know. I I don't believe that because Grant actually helps you in the game. And also, too, so not to cut you off, but I just remembered. um, If you have a Switch, the Konami Castlevania Collection is on sale on the Switch for $5. 20 quarters, Cody. $5 (laughs) will get you the collection with Castlevania 1, Castlevania 2, Castlevania 3, Super Castlevania the two Castlevania games on the Game Boy, um, a, a unreleased Castlevania esque game called Little Dra- or Kid Dracula, and the amazing Castlevania game on Sega Genesis called Bloodlines. Well, how about that, dude? And it's five dollars. Yeah, I got a sw- five dollars. I have a Switch, and I've been trying to actually set up my Switch to stream some gameplay on. So maybe that maybe Castlevania can work its way into the schedule. Dude, five. five- Five dollars. Yeah, five bucks is not bad. Uh, of course, this, pod, this podcast snap. is not sponsored by Nintendo. No, of course not. Of course not. But I, I had to think about that because I, <laughs> I remember I was on my. You know, I, I always check the e store every Friday, and I just do that systems. I see what sales are coming up. But when I saw that shit was five dollars, I was like, "It's a no brainer." 
I, I have to have these. So, Love like that. Bloodlines, Bloodlines alone to kind of go back. I mean, we'll get to these episodes eventually. <laughs> but uh, we were talking last week, our, you know, our favorite Castlevania games. Bloodlines by itself is worth $5. I feel like... And that's the that, Sega Genesis one. Was that... Is that like a hard-to-find game, I, I would assume it would be? Yes. Yeah, it's a little bit difficult to get your hands on. But um, okay. it's not as... It's not like Rondo of Blood hard-to-find, but it's probably one of the harder ones to find. It might be... It might actually be the second-hardest one, truth be told. Uh, but, man, it is... It's an amazing game. It is... A top shelf experience so that was my shameless plug for if you have a nintendo switch and you have five dollars you need to pick it up it you, it's just it's a it's a no-brainer that's right well all right i'm sorry continue 1475 <laughs> the, the, the year of the lord that's right um anyhow the bishop of targavista he is he has his priest go through uh lisa tepish's home and he of course he's on this whole witchcraft and you know, he says she has tools of the devil, all this blah 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 nonsense, and she he basically ignores all of her like pleas and like. And she's just like, "I'm trying to help people. This is science. It has nothing to do with God." And he's like, "Blah blah blah blah. Nothing to do with God. You're clearly a witch." Yeah, um, just his typical bullshit once again. And so they order her to get. She gets arrested. Um, they basically drag her out of the house and set fire to the home, which of course is when. Like, we see Dracula come back and to the aftermath of that in season one. Yep. yep. Uh, That's a shame, too. Oh, yeah, it's definitely just total bullshit of her getting accused of witchcraft, but, mm-hmm. I mean, she basically, and she also warns them, like, as they're dragging her out of the house, she's like, please, like, you don't know what you're doing, like, you don't want to yeah. make him angry, like, you're all gonna yeah. die, basically, like. <laughs> yep. Uh, and it's kind of one of those Joker moments, they get what they deserve, and, uh. Yep. We flash back. Man. Religious zealots. That's right. They're always evil in these damn animated. Every time. Every single time. Um, but then we flash back to our uh, the man of the hour, Dracula, and uh, uh-huh. he, he he almost seems like his demeanor now, Chris, is just like he just seems so down. Like he just, he's just a fucking sad clown. He's just a sad boy all the time. Yeah, he really like, and it just kind of continues on throughout this season. Um, but basically, we meet up with. His entire war council, which we got all kinds of new vampire generals that we meet, uh-huh. um, most of which are unnamed, but there are a few that are named, and I'll mention those. Um, uh-huh. And of course, we meet his two forge masters, which are basically like, as far as I can tell, like necromancers. It's, Pretty much, yeah. Like they're the ones that essentially make all of the undead ghouls for Dracula. Yeah, and these are two humans, um, the only humans in his army, uh, and their names are Hector and Isaac. And uh-huh. he basically, he puts them in charge, which obviously is upsetting to the vampire generals who are there. Um, mostly because, obviously, their current conquest is basically to take out all of humanity. Uh-huh. So why would you put two humans in charge of, like, all of the plants? Um, exactly. And uh, just to give some context uh, from the video game... Hector is actually the main character in um, Castlevania Curse of Darkness that's on the PlayStation 2. And Isaac is actually the villain that you fight in that same game. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. I, I, I kind of always wondered if they were from, like, different games just because... I know this is... Like, the the first season was loosely based on Castlevania 3, right? Uh, yeah, the seasons one... Uh, yeah. 
So seasons one and two are based off Castlevania three, but in this season they actually introduce some characters from Curse of Darkness that are that as the season progresses, I'll kind of talk more about how it matches up with the game and things like that. Oh, okay, cool, awesome. And uh, we also introduced to really the most outspoken one of them all is Godbrand. <sighs> oh, fucking Godbrand, baby! He's like a he's like a Viking vampire. Yeah, he's a Viking. Um, and he's really like the ones that like believes that they should rely on like their vampires as leading the army and all this stuff um yep but obviously dracula he believes that hector and isaac's hatred for their own kind that being humans of course makes them more trustworthy yep um absolutely and there's some really great dialogue that he has with them throughout this season or specifically isaac yeah definitely um and then of course we flash over to greshit um where we finally get to see our uh, our trio of characters, um, and the speakers, Sypha and Trevor, they basically see them off. Um, basically, they're on to live their their nomad lifestyle, just jumping from town to town, trying to help whoever they can. Uh-huh. Um, and Alucard, we see him. He kind of is like drawing like portraits of his mother and his father on like I don't know, almost like some sand, and he basically is uh-huh. just coming to terms with the decision that he has to kill his father. Uh, and then we we flash uh, back to the uh, back to Dracula's castle. Excuse me. And uh, yeah, we kind of get some some background. I, I guess we're because we're, we're, we're we see a little bit more of like Isaac and uh, and Godbrand. You mean Hector and Isaac? Or? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry, I was like, Hector. I was, I'm going to say their names wrong, because, yeah, Hector is the one who has, like, the affinity for, like, animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he loves to bring them back to life, that's for sure. Yeah, and we actually get, like, it's not quite a flashback. It's just, like, some, some like, voices that are, like, from his past, it seems like. Because uh-huh. while him and Hector, or, excuse me, while him and Isaac, these two are going to get really confusing. While they're having their talk with Dracula, um, basically just about the quarreling going down in the main hall, uh, mm-hmm. we see Hector kind of gets gazes into the fire, and we hear him like, yep. we see some scene like just some voices from his past. It almost sounds like his mother's screaming, like that he's burning something. So there, there's something more there. Um, oh, absolutely, and I do like here. This is one of those scenes I was talking about where like the dialogue they have with Dracula is like, Dracula's like even like. Some, I, he says something to the effect of that, like, even though you know that what we want to do to humanity, you still remain loyal. Is why is I'm like why I trust you guys the most, or something like this. something to that effect. That he's he's just kind of happy that they're still with him, even though he plans the annihilation of humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and basically he wants all humans dead, no matter what the method is used. And mm-hmm. this is what's kind of disappointing to the to the other vampires. They feel like there's no. Like, there's no, like, real war plan set. It's just kind of like they're bouncing around from town to town just killing randomly, and there's no, like, mm-hmm. strategy, really. Um, yeah, well, and Godbrand, like, I mean, well, there's also, too, like, Godbrand, he, he constantly refer, and also the other vampire generals refer to human as, they're livestock, they're cattle, that's all they are. You know, you shouldn't think about it more than anything than that. Mm-hmm. And uh, this episode ends basically with just Dracula teleports to the castle, and... Yeah, very very elaborate kind of scene here, where it just uh, just kind of pops up in the middle of this uh, this kind of foresty area. Yeah, because I think that's the first time we see the castle teleport. Yes, I do believe. I could mm. be wrong, but um, 
we're gonna see some more of that. Um, but anyhow, uh, well, no, I guess technically we see it happen in the first episode when he uh, when he kills um, when uh, he kills the the town. We see it pop up in the middle of that town. You're so right. You're I guess right. It's technically the second time we've seen it. Yeah, he does make it appear in Targa Vista. That's right. Um, yeah, but this is the first time we've actually like seen the the whole you know like the whole process essentially. Yeah, the whole like machine that he has. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe that. But anyhow, uh, moving right along to episode two. Um, Trevor, Sypha, and Alucard. I pretty much just going to refer to them as the trio from now on. Um, yep. The homies. That's right. They're kind of plotting their next moves. And uh, Alucard basically explains to them like how the castle moves and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trevor, he actually suggests that they go back to the Belmont Hold, basically his home. And uh, mm-hmm. there's like a, he says there's like a library of knowledge hidden underground, uh, and maybe there's something there that they can use to to fight Dracula or to stop him. Um, so they just part Greshit, and had, yeah, because I mean they're they're kind of at like a loss for work. Like, they, they, I mean, it's like Trevor's like this is really the only idea that I have. I don't know. I really don't know what we're gonna find there. Yeah. Um, so they basically just roll with it and they head yeah. out on their way. Um, meanwhile, back at Dracula's castle. Um, the, the vampire generals are once again they're just questioning Hector and Isaac um, mm-hmm. and then we meet Carmela Chris yeah so her late fashionably late to the to the uh, you know to the um, the summons here the party and of course you know Dracula's like you know I sent for you a long time ago why are you showing up now you know yeah and she basically comes up with the excuse that she had to handle um, I, I can't remember the name of her hometown but I guess she was just handling some Mm-hmm. Some business there. Um, yeah, it'll, as, as it pops up, it'll come. I do not remember the name of the uh, the the city that she's from. Yeah, I know she says it in the very last episode. Um, yep. But anyhow, we'll get to that later. Um, yeah. She basically now she's here to offer her aid to Dracula and his and his army. Um, well, she definitely uh, she definitely hits the uh, she presses Dracula's buttons like right off the bat like. Just asking, you know, when she talks about, um, you know, why he never turned Lisa into a vampire. Yeah, which instantly pretty much enrages him. Um, oh, he's, he's like, to the principal's office, fucking now. Yeah, he is pissed. Um, <laughs> uh, so he basically speaks to her in private, and you can pretty much, from the, get, from the get-go, you can tell that she is plotting something... Oh, I'm, oh, straight up. We got like two like evil powers here, and you can tell that she is she is not there for to be on Dracula's side. Um, yeah, she is definitely jockeying for some kind of position here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, meanwhile, back to our trio, um, still en route to uh, to the Belmont Hold. Uh, Alucard actually reveals to the others that he is half human, which is why if if like I was wondering this at first too, um, but I didn't really put two and two together, but. That's why he doesn't like burn up in sunlight or anything like that. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's like Blade. You know, he's yeah. like the perfect mix. He's literally Blade. He's the Daywalker. He's the Daywalker. I'm so so glad you know about Blade. Oh damn right. Uh, but yeah, they they basically they set up camp for the night, sort of. Or they try to at least. Now, who do you think would win in a fight, Alucard or Blade? Uh, I don't know. I'm t- uh, that's between epic deathmatch and even epic rap battle. That's one a, of the two. That's a rap tough battle. one. Yeah, as much as I'd love to say Blade, I think Alucard's got him beat. Yeah, he beats Dr- 
He beats Dracula. I don't know. Oh, yeah, good call. But then again, I think Blade technically does too. Mm. We'll just have to. But that might be for another podcast. That's right. That's a whole other category. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, their, their chit-chat is interrupted by a group of like the creatures of the night. Um, mm-hmm. And of course they attack and we get our first our first fight scene of this season, uh, which the animation just continues to just blow me away, really. Like, it's it's really, like, just something special. Um, and they managed to uh, defeat the Horde, except for one of them. Like, one of, like, the the, the creatures with wings. He, like, yep. managed to, to escape, and you see it fly off, which that'll come into play here in a little bit. Um, Absolutely. And then we flash over to Isaac, Chris, and he is whipping <sighs> himself, like... In the back, yeah, because I, I can't remember if this is the episode where we get the um, where we get because I, I haven't we seen the flashback already to why he does this? No, 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 this is where we okay. get it. We see like okay. flashbacks of him being younger and him being like whipped and like beaten. Um, mm-hmm. and because makes... he's like he's trying to help the because I guess we, we gather that he's a slave and he's I guess he's doing something in like his master's, I guess, chambers or something and. He's he's getting the, just, I mean just just lashed across the back nonstop for be, doing what he wasn't supposed to. And it was it was a very weird scene. Yeah, he's being accused of stealing, but in reality yeah. he, he was just reading and like trying to learn from like the books that were there, like that his master had. So he can help his master better. Yeah, well eventually Isaac turns around and <laughs> has enough <laughs> of the whip. <laughs> He jumps. pulls the chubs and pulls that bastard's eyes out. Yeah, literally pulls his eyes out and. Uh, takes him out um and then we flash back to current times and godbrand arrives and he's basically questioning isaac he's like why why do you do that <laughs> like why are you whipping because it is kind of strange he's just like just whipping this like belt with spikes onto his back yeah it's almost like like a like a makeshift cat of nine tails but that little whip that he uses on his back definitely comes into play later in the season oh yeah it sure does and uh God. He, ba- he basically says it's for like discipline and like the humans yep. need to be disciplined he's got like I, I don't know it's weird that he does it but you know that's his thing so yeah you know what if that's what helps him get off that's what Vietnam did to him so yeah and then we see <laughs> and then we see um, some more of the like Dracula's army they bring up that demon that had fled the battle mm-hmm. uh, that had just occurred and uh, Isaac uses his forge master like magic I don't really it's like alchemy Whatever you want to call it, uh, he uses this to to bring the creature back to life, essentially. Yeah, it definitely has an alchemy vibe to it. Have we we have, we've seen his hammer at this point, his fucking his uh, his forge hammer. Yeah, well, I think does I think he has the knife and Hector has the hammer. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Isaac has the Isaac has the the dagger and um, Hector has the the fucking the mighty Mjolnir that he just beats against the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So we got these guys can basically revive pretty much anything and we'll see quite a bit more of that Um, yeah absolutely but when meanwhile we go back to like the main hall and we get to hear from carmilla once again and she wants basically obviously there's still this uproar of like what the next move is for these guys and carmilla wants to take the castle to brelia Mm -hmm. which is basically like the port city of wallachia Mm -hmm. um just to prevent the humans from escaping like to the ocean or like wherever they try and go this will cut off like any any chance of that happening really um and we get to learn a little bit that like running water can supposedly kill vampires mm-hmm. which is 
just a little put a pin in that for now um but also some of yep. the other generals they want to head to argish um so it's yeah, got because apparently they've been attacking argish and they want to just keep like godbrand's like well let's just keep doing this mm-hmm. yeah it's like and then isaac he he comes up with the info that he got from the creature that he brought back to life and uh, basically it was a this attack happened near Argish, and uh, he also brings up the fact that Alucard is resting nearby in Greshit, um, and that a Belmont was recently spotted there. Um, so there's kind of a, a debate whether they're going to head to Argish or they're going to head to Bralia, and it's really doesn't help the cause, really. <laughs> Everybody's still split down the middle, and they're already upset that there's humans running the show. Um, and I think Carmelo suggests that they uh, that they send somebody like to watch the Belmont home. Yeah, she basically urges Dracula to have somebody watch the Belmont estate. Um, just like, they got some shit down there. Yeah, just because they've, I guess they've been hunting vampires for centuries. Obviously, I'm not mm-hmm. the biggest like OG Castlevania fan or anything, but I know. Oh yeah, it's, it's the family business. Right. And uh, saving people, hunting things, you know. That's right. And moving right along to episode three here, uh, we get some flashbacks of Hector's childhood. There uh, we go. Basically, him he like comes across this dead dog, and uh, this is where he first, at least from what we for what we've seen, this is where he first attempts to use his his uh-huh. ability, like his alchemy or his forge mastery, whatever you want to call it. Like I said, and he brings this dog back to life. Yeah. And uh, this is what causes his mother to scream, like that we heard. Like when he was looking into the fire earlier. Um, yep. So we just get a, a brief little backstory on him. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, yeah, but but like it's done so well, it tells us everything we need to know. Like, cause like when you look at the dog, like it's it's missing an eye. Like it's got like half of its face exposed. Like it's skeleton exposed. Like we we don't need to see much more than that, cause that kind of tells us. Like, and I like how like, that's really all we got with Isaac too, right? Because it just told us everything we need to know about why these characters kind of hate humanity mm-hmm. yeah it's very it's very short and like you said it gets the point across um, exactly it's like beating somebody with a sack of Valencia oranges <laughs> it won't leave a bruise and it leave, gets the point across yeah and I, I really I like the way they tell some of these backstories like it, there's not much but like you don't need four episodes or anything crazy. Yeah, I, I don't need to know. Okay, he he um he can do this thing. We already live in a really weird time where all you can all there is to do for fun is to be afraid of the sun, and he can do something that's very different. So I can imagine his God fearing family is, you know, probably accusing him of being the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyhow, then we flash back to to current times, and Hector's obviously is working on his in his like little forgery room. Uh, mm-hmm. And Carmilla comes in, and this is where she really starts to plot. Um, yeah, she's basically trying to convince Hector to create some creatures for her to to send to the Belmont house to keep watch over that, um, make sure there's nothing going on there. And also, correct me if I'm wrong, Cody. Isn't the ep- this the episode where we realize that Dracula went to Hector to make the army that he wanted? Uh, you know, I need I need a year to create an army. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if that's here where we realize that Hector's actually the one he went to to get that army. Yeah, I believe that is. Yeah, that is this episode. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we actually get to see like the flashback of how they met um, during this whole this whole scene. Um, and obviously, she's also telling Hector that like she that they need to 
encourage Dracula to select Bralia as the next target. She clearly wants to go there for some other reasons other than to oh yeah stop the humans from escaping. There's there's yeah. more to it than that, and we'll, we'll see that come to fruition. Um, Absolutely, and we're, we're we're in the political maneuvering stage of uh, of Dracula's court, as it were. Yeah, and uh, speaking of that flashback where Hector and Dracula meet, he also asks for a cull of humans rather than like a complete genocide. Because mm-hmm. um, he, he kind of treats everything as like a pet. Uh, we'll see that going forward too. Like he basically just wants them like caged. I, I, <laughs> it's 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 weird how he how he is. Um, but he wants them like comfortable, but still like under their complete control. Yeah. Um, like like yeah, like like pets. That's about like like you know like pet ferrets. Yeah. Um. But anyhow, we flash over to our trio, uh, and they have reached the ruins of the Belmont Estate, Chris. Uh, and they find all congratulations. You found a giant stone. That's right. And Saifa uses some of her her magic, which that somehow she figures out a way to open this this stone door, and uh, they enter down into the to the Belmont Hold. Um, yeah, because the um, because I want to say the 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 Belmont Estate is just in ruins. Like it was burned down by the church and that kind of thing. Yeah, and the hold is actually underground, and. Uh, yep. They enter it, and of course, it's this huge library and full of like um, artifacts so cool. and like all kinds of stuff. I don't know how many like actual Castlevania references there are in this place, but I feel like just the hold well, itself, it, the way it looks in the animation, like it reminds me of like it looks like a Castlevania level almost. It does. And I'm glad you said it like that because that's what exactly what I was getting ready to say. Because like if you look at the way like the stairs are and stuff like that and the bridges, it definitely has a the Castlevania aesthetic and yeah, it looks like a, like a platformer level, like for it sure. does. It does, and I think I, I, again, I, I watched this earlier in the week, so my names are a little fuzzy. I think they mention Christopher Belmont. I know they mention like, they mention Leon Belmont. Yes, yeah, Leon, because Leon was the uh, the first Belmont, and then they start talking about like like names. What you know? Why is your name Trevor? What kind of name is Leon? And they talk about like you know, kind of like the origins of some of the family names and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very, very cool place. Um, and actually, Chris, another, like, sort of video game reference, Treasure literally finds, like, a treasure chest. And, yeah, behind, uh, like, a rock. And that's actually funny, because in, in the end, you said you had, you've played the first one, right, where you can, like, break the wall, and there's, like, a fucking turkey in there? I've only played very little of it. I haven't, like, completed okay. the game or anything. Um, well, that's something that's kind of, you know, innocuous with Castlevania, where it's like, oh, you break a wall, like a couple blocks on a wall, and there's some sort of secret in there. So it's kind of cool that that's exactly what this is. Yeah, and inside this chest is the Morning Star. Yeah. Which I'm assuming is a weapon in some of the Castlevania games. Um, it, it's pretty much in the games when, like, you... It's, it's like the, the second levels of the whip, because it goes from, like, the normal whip, then, like, the chain whip, then, like, the long chain whip, and that's the... Uh, that's practically what the Morning Star is. Okay, so we're we're moving right along because he had a regular whip at first. Oh yeah. And now he's moved on to the Morning Star, so we're just following right right along with That's the right. games. That's right. Now it does suck here that like Alucard, like is, you know, you can, him and him and Trevor are obviously still fucking ribbing and taking jabs at each other whenever they can, mm-hmm. but like Alucard is quickly distracted by this massive like glass case full of vampire skulls. I mean, he's only half vampire, but you got to imagine that's probably a tough pill for him to swallow. Yeah, I think he actually says, like, he describes it as, like, a museum for killing my race or, some, or my people or something like that. Exactly. Uh, so you can tell he's 
kind of like cold to for lack of a better term like he's just very put off by by this Belmont hold essentially um but then we flash back over to Dracula's castle and um Godbrand of course running his mouth per usual he he basically says how like <clears throat> what like what are they going to do after they exterminate the human race like what are they going to eat after that when there's no human blood to consume um and obviously Dracula's he he just <laughs> it seems like he can't stand him um oh, yeah, just a fuck off kind of thing here he's like you'll be taken care of don't worry yada 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 um and as Godbrand's leaving Carmela kind of catches up with him and uh he, I don't know what he says. He says something like, I want to say he says, like, I won't sleep with you or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because, like, because she's so, like, she's so wrapped up that, uh, because he, she, he's, like, because she says, like, make a couple references, like, oh, yeah, he's still trying to fuck me, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he pisses her off real quick, and she, she kicks him down some stairs and, uh, <laughs> gets his attention, and, uh, she, she talks about her past a little bit and, like, her hatred of, like, like mad old cruel men and uh mm-hmm. it basically we see like a brief very brief flashback of like the person who like the original vampire who turned her yeah um which explains like like why she has this I, I, I guess sort of hatred towards dracula um you can tell why like this is the reason for her i, I don't know how to put it like why she's trying to like gather people to like turn against him "Quote unquote." Yeah, because she well, because also too, it's it's said that like Godbrand, I believe, thinks that he's just like I think he's just gonna kill us all. Mm-hmm. He's just gonna he's gonna kill them, kill all of us, and just be with his wife. Like he doesn't give a shit about anything. He's just he's just he, like Godbrand gets the vibe that he's just trying to end it all. And I feel like when you look at Carmela's past, she kind of thinks that he's just he's just he's just too old and decrepit and not fit to rule anymore. So it's time for some fresh blood. That's right. We're moving right along into episode four. Uh, Godbrand actually comes to agree with Carmilla. Uh, the Dracula is not fit to lead, and something must be done to change his plan. So he got some, uh, got some, got some, some, some stuff going on here. We got a, a lot of unloyal servants to Dracula. Alliances are being formed. The lines are being drawn in the sand. I can't wait to see where this goes. And uh, it actually starts. Uh, episode, next episode starts with a nice little dream sequence. Oh, the Godbrand dream? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where he's like running through just killing tons of people. And I was oh, like, man, man, what's going on here? He must be betraying somebody. Then I'm like, oh, wait. It's just yeah. a dream. Uh, but yeah, he's had it with the pig blood. He, so that's why he agrees to work with like Carmilla, basically. Yeah, he needs a proper drink, I believe, is what he says. A proper fucking drink, I believe, is how he says it. Oh, yeah, he's very, he's very vulgar. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, back at the Belmont uh, Library... Uh, Trevor and the others, they discover this magical mirror. Mm-hmm. I believe it's cracked, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, which... It, 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 it's just some magic mirror. It's similar to the one that Dracula has in his room, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of just lets them see things far away, and it pretty much allows them to locate where the castle is. Mm-hmm. Um, and back back with Carmilla... Oh, wait, I should say that like him and Sypha have like a their first like bonding moment other than them just like kind of making jabs at each other. Yeah. Uh, he like lets her sleep under his sheet with her. Um, and they kind of just get a little bit closer and they talk about like 
she talks about how Alucard's very cold. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how we touched on in the last episode. Just like he's surrounded by a museum basically full of things that killed his race. Um, so you can, you yeah. can kind of understand why he's upset and lonely and like his mother's already died and he's on a quest to kill his father. So, yep. And also too, right. Sypha is actually super happy to be in this estate. She's like, there's more knowledge down here than a million speakers could ever remember. Yes. So she's she's got... like, just, she's just happy to be along for the ride right yeah. now. She's reading as many books as she can. Every, every turn she has another book in her hand. Um, but then we kind of flash back and uh, to Dracula's castle, and Carmilla's still continuing to, to try and recruit Hector. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, she's just trying to get the castle to Brela. Um, and then we get a little bit of Isaac's like backstory. Um, him, him and Dracula kind of have like a little one of their many like heart to heart conversations um, about how. Dracula saved his life and recruited him to help create his army. Um, yep. And I think this is where Dracula, like, tells him, that, like, he's really, like, his own true friend. Uh, it might be th- yeah. this, at this part or maybe a little bit later, but we get to see, like, how true that is because he got all these guys, like, you know, kind of questioning, like, whether or not he should be in control and, like, con- conspiring together. And it seems like Isaac is really, like, the one he can really turn to. Yeah, and, and I, if this is the episode I'm thinking of, it's a really cool moment where he's like, you know, if you're really my friend, you know, what are the first words, uh, you know, what, what, what are the, what's the first words you ever said to me? And, like, they both remember, like, like they're they're both, like, I, I, I like the relationship that these two have, and I also like the fact that when Dracula pretty much told Isaac that I'm, I need you to build an army to wipe out humanity, he's like, done, I'm in. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're, they're really, they're very close. Um, yeah. And then we flash over to Godbrand and some of the other vampire generals, and mm-hmm. basically he's tired of living without human blood, and he's like, tonight we're going out, we're feasting. Um, mm-hmm. So they grab some horses, and they head up to this nearby village, Chris, and we get probably the most brutal scene of the show. Uh, I mean, they're just slaughtering people. <laughs> oh, man, left and right. Um, which is, It's really hard to describe on a podcast, but it's just a very gruesome scene, so... You know, just be ready for that if you're watching it. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, and then, like I said, Dracula and Isaac, they're they are having their talk. Um, uh, basically about, like, the war hall starting to turn against him. Um, mm-hmm. And then l- a little while later, we see Godbrand, after, it, after his killing spree at this town, he approaches Isaac, and uh, he kind of suggests that they should pursue the war without Dracula. Um Yep. Which Isaac, he, he basically tries to lure them into joining their, their team, basically. And uh, Isaac is not about that. And uh, He's like, oh, you're a fucking traitor, are you? Yeah, and he... <laughs> next thing you know, he stops whipping himself with the belt and <laughs> wraps around like, God. puts it around like, yeah. Wraps around his neck and, like, tears out his throat. And God then knows. I think he stakes him with his dagger. Um, yep. And kills Godbrand, so... Isaac is not he may be human but he's not somebody to be fucked with yeah he shows that immediately and I, I don't think God Brand was ready for that because I, 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 Isaac kills him pretty handily yeah and I, and I remember the first time I watched this I was like wait isn't he supposed to be like a I thought God Brand was going to be around for a little while um, yeah I, I guess they, that's why they had all his lines and moments in like the first couple episodes because he he's fucking out of here yeah he is out the door um, 
Which brings us right into the next episode. We see Isaac, he's like sitting out on like a ledge of the castle, and we see him like release Godbrand's ashes from the castle yeah. rooftop, and that's rep. And meanwhile, while this is going on, Carmela's like, Where's Godbrand at? I can't find him anywhere. He, he's got to be somewhere around here. Um, and she's like, It'd be him. It's like, how, how do you not hear him? Like, he's, you know, you, you'll hear him before you see him, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's wondering where he's at, and uh, she's also commanded her troops. I guess she has like her own private army. Yeah, they, they they look really cool. They've got like the like the silver armor and things like that. Yeah, and she's commanded her armor, her troops to assemble at Breda. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get Hector and Isaac. They have their own like private conversation where Hector basically, after some back and forth, he convinces Isaac to agree. To the attack on Brela. Uh-huh. Um, so that's one little fault. I, I think Isaac shouldn't have trusted him. Um, which yeah. he doesn't really trust him. Well, I take that back. He doesn't trust Carmilla, and this is her plan, uh-huh. and he knows that. Um, which then Hector, of course, tells Carmilla, he's like, hey, Isaac will be part of the team, and uh, he basically informs her, hey, the creatures that I made for you to go to the Belmont estate. They're almost uh-huh. there. Uh, and then, of course, Isaac, he has his talk with Dracula, and he basically informs him that, like, Hector and Carmilla are going to be here in a minute. To They're going to want to tell you to, that we need to go to Brela instead. Right. Um, and he basically, he seems like there's no nothing, like, he doesn't think they're going to be betrayed, but he thinks it's, like, a smart move. Um uh-huh. And then we actually yeah, get... He also, he also mentions that, like, Hector is, Hector is loyal he just doesn't like he's just like I don't think Hector just likes all the fighting yeah he says he's like a very simple creature um but I think he says like Carmelo's harder to read or something like that um and we actually get a brief little flashback a cool scene where we get to see like Dracula like just take out an entire town um which is neat compared to like the Dracula we've been seeing he's like all depressed and I don't know kind of just like you said a sad clown um, so we get to see, like, a scene of his glory days where he, like, kills these 40 people and, like, stakes all their bodies up. And it's just a neat, another gruesome scene. But uh, it's basically back to a time when he savored killing humans. And now he doesn't care about the details. Like, he just wants them all dead. Uh, but anyhow, Carmilla and Hector, they approach Dracula with the plan. Um, and basically, to to end all the commotion, he just approves for the attack on Brela. And uh, after after that goes on, uh, Carmela basically talks to Hector and explains he is now implicated in her impending betrayal of Dracula and cannot turn back on her plan now. Um, so like she's basically like, "Hey, now you're in on this too." So we're gonna basically overthrow Dracula, um, which obviously Hector wasn't really trying to do. Um, he just got caught up with the wrong crowd, that being Carmilla. Um, yep. Then, of course, back at the Belmont Library, uh, Sypha discovers an unfinished locking spell uh, that she believes she could use to like keep the castle, like trap it in one place so that it can't teleport around. And Trevor, like, they kind of just talk about like how in the past you couldn't really invade the castle because as soon as you run up to it, like Dracula could just teleport just somewhere else. Out. So they're gonna. She believes that she can 
like finish this locking spell, use that to lock the castle in one place, and then obviously continue with their attack on Dracula. Uh, but of course, all this is interrupted because the the creatures that Hector sent have arrived at the, at the stone door, Chris, and they're attempting to break in. Um, so right into the next episode we go. Um, the, the, our trio kind of develops a plan. Um, Sifo will continue to work on finishing up the spell. Alucard will use the distance mirror uh, to locate Dracula's castle, which is that magic mirror they found. While Trevor is in charge of like fighting off the demons and keeping them safe uh, until they can accomplish their mission, which basically Sifo is going to try to teleport the castle to where they're at. Which is crazy, but it just might work. So Just crazy enough. That's right. And uh, meanwhile, uh, Alucard, he actually finds the castle in the mirror. Um, but of course, as soon as he finds it, Dracula is moving the castle to move to Brela. So they can do that whole attack on that town. Um, so the castle arrives in Brela. And a lot of the, like, the unnamed vampire generals that we see... Um, they basically head out to attack this town and they're they're on like this giant bridge and uh Chris this is where we see the return of our old buddy the bishop of Targoviste god this fucking guy man cuz it turns but... out it turns out Carmela had Hector like reanimate him like mm-hmm. bring him back to life and uh has him like bless the the water of the river to turn it obviously into like holy water um and then Carmilla's troops, of course, reveal themselves after he's done all this. And they, like, bring down the bridge, which kills, like, a ton of Dracula's army. Um, yep. So I don't know if Vampire's actually died of running water or if it's just holy water. It's holy water, and yeah. she kinda, well, it, it makes sense, right? It makes sense because she kind of used that to her advantage. Um, and it seems like when she first said it, Godbrand was like, I'm a Viking, I'm not afraid of water. What are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. I like, live on the yeah, water. He's like, I, I, yeah, exactly, I live on the water. Because um, he's always making boats out of things. It turns out, I guess she had this all plotted the whole time, and uh, yep, which is why she wanted to go to Brela because of the water, so she could yeah. And it all, about... and the, the plot has all come together. That conniving bitch. That's right. And so Dracula's remaining forces they retreat back into the castle, mm-hmm. and uh, Carmilla's soldiers cross the river on like these makeshift kind of bridges, and uh, they bring like a battering ram, and uh, they break in and. Fighting ensues. Now it's between two vampire armies, hers and Dracula's. Mm-hmm. Um, but if only they knew what was happening elsewhere. That's right, because Sypha has finished the spell. Um, Trevor's struggled fighting off these demons, but he manages to survive. And uh, basically, Sypha uses this spell uh, to teleport the castle from Brela. To the Styria bel- is the name of the, the place where Carmilla's from. Styria, Styria thank you. Uh, oh, I see that now in my notes. Yep. Uh, but yeah, she basically succeeds in teleporting the castle to Belmont Hold after kind of bouncing it around quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> but she manages to pull it off, and uh, yeah, so now now right up directly above them, they got Dracula's castle. So we got a we're gearing up, Chris, for, like I said, one of the oh, best oh. one of the best episodes of anime of all time. Um, oh my god, dude! 
So they make their way using Cypher's magic. They like she makes like a, a makeshift like almost elevator lift type thing so they can get out of the the Belmont Library. And uh, they they storm the castle, Chris. And uh, like I think you mentioned, they they cue the uh, Symphony of the Night music here. And oh uh, my god, dude, it's like this this episode could have had zero dialogue, and they could have just played like Castlevania soundtrack while this episode is playing and it'd be probably a perfect animated short yeah we get just an incredible fight scene here um god i I urge everybody if you have not watched it yet which if you're listening to this i'm more disappointed that you haven't watched it yet yeah stop now stop now yeah just stop right here and just watch episode like even if you even if you never ever watch another episode of of anime ever again just watch episode you need seven. to watch this, and this is just a great thing to show somebody. If it's like, oh, do you like Castlevania? Do you like anime? Watch this episode. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's my, one. Of the coolest part is when Sypha, she's like has like she summons these like icicle spear type things, and this vampire general's like cutting through them, and then she like summons another one from the ground, and then he like backs up, and she like flattens it like a sheet of ice, and excuse me. And the vampire jumps on top of it, and then she just lifts it up in the air and cuts him in half. I was like, that was one of the coolest scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, they managed to like defeat all the remaining generals, and the remaining what remnants of Carmela's army are in the castle. Um, and they're, they're making their way to Dracula. Um, and he heads off with Isaac back to his study. Um, and this is where we see Isaac. He basically is like, look, they're not going to get to you while I'm alive. Um, he basically, like, is willing to sacrifice himself for Dracula. Um, which, obviously, like, they've been close. Like, they're, like, it's his closest friend that he has. Um, yeah, and this is actually a really cool moment because, like, Dracula, like, it's like Dracula doesn't want him to die. Like, it's almost like he thinks Isaac is too pure for this world. Yeah. And he, uh, he actually, like, summons up his magic mirror. Uh, and we see it's, it's like, a desert area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kind of makes the choice for Heck, or for Isaac. Excuse me. Yeah. And he, that's, like, that's the way he says, I'm making the choice for you. And yeah, and he throws him through this mirror. And, uh, obviously, oh, much I, Isaac's pissed because, like, he doesn't want anything to happen to Dracula. Um, but Dracula, obviously, he doesn't want him to die. So, mm-hmm. Isaac has been removed from the picture for now. And, uh. Dracula kind of just awaits his fate. Oh, man, and, cause, and <laughs> by God, that's Alucard's music. That's right. Alucard shows up, and uh, Dracula, it's, it's like a goosebump moment, because Dracula's like, well, you weren't able to defeat me last time, and he's like, last time I was alone, and then like Trevor and Sypha step in, and it's like such, oh. a, it's such a cool moment, and then obviously conflict ensues. And, and also, like, even though Dracula's kind of old and not really mentally there all the way like he's still not again he's still not one to be fucked with because he's he's beating the shit out of trevor he's beating the shit out of cypher you know alucard's having a lot of trouble um because alucard you know even the um even the generals earlier in the season were like his son's just as powerful as he is so right and uh yeah like you said dracula's out here beating cheeks and uh (laughs) big time he overpowers cypher and trevor and then he got they kind of it's like a 1v1 now. It's him and Alucard. And, and by the way, our synopsis is not doing 
any justice for oh, this no. episode. Oh god, no. Like, that... like we're we're just we're trying our best to just tell you what's happening. Like the play, like we can't give a proper play by play for how just amazing this episode is oh, and yeah, it's he... just fueled by the amazing soundtrack like watch it i urge everybody to... hell fuck it even if you've seen it stop right now and watch it again just watch it again yeah it, the fight scene is crazy i mean dracula summoning these like fireballs and all kinds of cool shit uh like you said we can't do it justice um but then they they start going like hand-to-hand combat him and alucard so father versus son and chris they are just throwing themselves through rooms and rooms of this castle and of course, eventually they end up in Alucard's like childhood room. His, yep, his bedroom with all his stuffed toys. That's right, and this is where Drac- it kind of hits Dracula, because um, obviously he was like he was all ready to kill these guys, and uh, he kind of breaks down a little bit here. Um, yeah, and I, I I don't know. I think this he's like my boy. Yeah, he's I, like I, he's I'm, like I'm, I'm kill I'm gonna kill I'm my killing boy. my boy. Yeah. And he kind of yeah, and, and that's tough, man. Like, I, I, this is actually like a, a kind of cool, like, emotional moment. Yeah, and uh, there's like a there's like a picture of like Lisa in the room, and he's like, "I'm I'm killing our, our child, all this stuff." And uh, yeah, and there's like all the toys that they made, like everything. Like, it's like they built everything in this room from scratch. Now, and I will say one of the things we saw. No, we, no, we don't see that till later. I'm trying to think if uh, yeah, no, we don't see it till like the end of the season I, I was i had like this like vision flashback moment but we don't see that until alucard actually sits in the dracula's chair mm-hmm. in the last episode yeah and basically it's like dracula like alucard said like dracula's been dead for a long time like since his mother yep. passed and uh, pretty much dracula basically just allows alucard to stake him uh through the heart um and down goes our our main quote-unquote antagonist i would guess um and he like, he basically disintegrates into like, yeah, this like grayish, like body, and then of course Trevor shows up and like decapitates him, and then Cipher like yeah. burns the remains, and and actually the first time I watched that, I actually half expected Alucard to fly off the hinges at both of them for like interfering. Yeah, I, I could see. I, that. I felt like it wasn't Trevor, like their place to kill him you know what i mean i'm just flinging i get this too hearted in me i just start flinging stuff everywhere <laughs> yeah i felt like yeah. the all the extra stuff was unnecessary but then again it is like dracula like this is the most yeah kill the head that's what you gotta do you gotta kill the head and then burn the body it's like a that's zombie you deal with dracula like you deal with zombies that's right leaving only his wedding ring intact um mm-hmm. and you can tell like alucard is obviously upset um he's had a pretty rough life so it's very understandable um but he succeeded in killing his father. Uh, and Trevor and Cypher, they basically, hey, you know, you did the right thing. Uh, he was going to end all of humanity, yada, yada, yada. You saved a bunch of lives. And the three of them, they exit the castle uh, just as the sun's coming up. And we go in. <laughs> Dude, the only way to describe episode seven is you're going to your favorite amusement park, you get on your favorite roller coaster. But it's like all of your favorite loops and hills, forwards and backwards, <laughs> and then like the episode ends with you like pulling back into like where you got on the ride. Yeah, it's like a twenty-seven minute roller coaster of God damn, it was so good. Fantastic music and animation and story, and it's just it really is like it might be the best episode of anime I've ever seen. It's so, so good. It is like, absolutely fantastic. like you said, like as a standalone episode. 
I, I don't know. It's it's something special. Um, and then we get to this final episode, which is more of a setup for things to come. Um, but it's like Alucard. He's he's kind of in the castle. He's trying to like clean it up. Um, and Trevor and Cipher are kind of like recovering. And uh, yeah, this is a weird one because like the the weird thing about no 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 I'm sorry this is after after they leave I, I got a little bit ahead of myself because like there's this crazy sense of loneliness that Alucard feels um, mm-hmm. in the castle but that that's a little bit later that's not quite yet getting yeah. ahead of myself here yeah Alucard basically plans to make this like his grave quote unquote um, mm-hmm. but Trevor and Cypher kind of encourage him to like make this his home and Trevor actually gives him the Belmont Library like the Belmont Hold yeah. And he kind of just encourages him, like, hey, you're going to be the last protector of these places, and, uh... Yeah, make it your home. He gives, like, a cool line, like, it says some as above, so below stuff. I I don't know, Mm -hmm. he has a very cool set of dialogue here. Um, Yep, if he would have just, you know, put the sunglasses on and put the duber in his mouth, thug life (laughs) kicks in, and he just rolls away. That's right. Um, Pistol fingers and backs out the door. That would have been great. (laughs) That's right. So, uh, he can use this collective knowledge, basically, to, like, help people and obviously like protect their homes and um but chris meanwhile we flash over to our boy isaac god man this is such a brutal scene i love it oh yeah he's like walking through the desert and he comes across like an an oasis um Mm -hmm. and he's getting a drink of water and of course you got the these goons come up to him and they're like fucking bunch of jabronis rolling up (laughs) yeah what if we want this as our water this is all ours you know look what we found some punk ass bitch with our water and isaac's like dude there's enough for everybody like what are you doing yeah and he uh i think one of them says like we're just gonna tie you to our horses and drag you to the town or whatever which is coming come back to bite him here in about two seconds because isaac slaughters these guys uh yeah just cheeks are beat and he does it with his fucking like he's got his dagger and the like when he fucking wraps it around the one dude's face oh and rips his face off dude dude oh my god so fucking brutal such an awesome scene i'm like man that guy wasn't even the one talking (laughs) (laughs) he deserved better (laughs) because like the one that was talking actually got off pretty easy like he was the first he just jumps up and like stabs him yeah like I think that guy got off pretty easy. Everybody else got fucked pretty hard. Yeah, they're getting the whip belt around the throat. Around oh, right, the throat, around up. the face, the arms, fucking stabbed in the kidneys, punctured lungs. Like, they're all dying very slowly. Yeah, and this is where he kind of comes up with his idea. He, he'll make his own army. Um, mm-hmm. And so he's he does his little forgery and, uh, of course, turns all these guys into, like, his own little army of the dead. And, of course, he ties the one, the leader of them, to the back of the horse so that he has to walk instead of ride on the horse. Um, yep. So Karma really came back around very quickly there. Oh, um, my God. Meanwhile, back in Bralia, uh, Carmilla basically is decides to return to Styria, I believe is what, that's what it's called, right? Yep, Styria. Her hometown. Um, and she basically enslaves Hector. She kind of, like, tricks him. Like, you don't even see her soldiers, and then they just come out of nowhere gotcha bitch with the with the yeah. with the thing around his neck yeah put a leash on him and uh mm-hmm. and she actually which like, is super ironic by the way because hector is all into pets and uh-huh. now here he is a pet to carmelo yeah and she had been referring to him as like his, her puppy whenever yep. like she told him hey now you're in this with me and we're gonna overthrow dracula like so hector kind of just 
And he trusted the wrong woman, basically, here. Uh, yep, because Carmela's pretty much going to for- is now forcing Hector to make her an army now. Yeah. Um, so we got Isaac building his army, Carmela building her own army using Hector, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really just setting up for season the next seasons to come. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, and then we flash back to our group, and Sypha and Trevor, they kind of have like a nice heart-to-heart moment. Um where he, she basically convinces Trevor to stay with her and join her on like her new adventures because she thinks that, and she's right. There's still a lot of work left to do. Um, yeah. Obviously, Brayla, we there's still some stuff going on there that they need to take care of, and like she knows how corrupt the church is, and uh, they kind of just have like a nice touching, like heart to heart. It seems like the two of them are really like growing fond of each other. Exactly, and even and you can even tell too, like during this kind of heartfelt goodbye that even Alucard and Trevor are kind of like they're, they're, they're kind of becoming more friendly with each other yeah it's like a they, they kind be, of have like the playful fuck you when you leave kind of thing oh my god it's hilarious dude <laughs> uh, and he like an Alucard flips him off and he's just yep. yeah fuck you <laughs> yeah, pretty great uh, yeah it's great um, but yeah they bid farewell to Alucard and they set off to find the other speakers um, and then we get like this Alucard moment, like we kind of what you mentioned before, where he's just what a al- great way to end the season. By the way, like all of this pent up emotion from Alucard, because this is where I was saying that he is he's walking through the castle, and like it's just quiet. You could hear a gnat fart um, <laughs> in there, and it's like he's like it must have been like he's like this is what it was like in these halls. Like it must have been like, he, see, he like sees a visage of his father coming down the stairs, and mm-hmm. yeah, and then he like sits down like in his. And the chair, I think, in his room, and he sees yeah, like, and where where where, Dr- where Dracula sent Isaac away, um, and where uh, Alucard confronted him in like his chamber, like oh, because all the shit's still strewn all over the floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he sits down, that's when he sees like, and this is what I, I stopped myself from saying earlier. He sees like him as a child run into that room, and then like his mom comes and grabs him, and like they just start playing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very like. A, a very emotional, like, surreal moment for him. Uh, and he kind of just breaks down. He fucking down, loses it, yeah. Which, I mean, makes sense. I mean... <laughs> yeah, he's, he, had, he's had a rough day. He's yeah. had a pretty rough go of it. Yeah, your, your mom died, and uh, you just killed your dad, and, mm-hmm. I, and now it's just you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's where season two ends off, Chris. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's so goddamn so good. It really is great. Um, like... <laughs> It came out, I remember when season two came out, it was right around Halloween, so it came out, like, at the perfect time, uh-huh. and, I mean, it's just great. I, I think it, I, as much as good as season one was, season two is just just in the next level. Um, and and got, I'm actually really excited, because I, I haven't finished season three. Oh, boy. You, I've you, only seen, I've per because I, 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 didn't, I didn't watch it when it first came out. Like, I watched the first couple episodes, but, like, it came out right around, like, the beginning of COVID, so I was kind of adjusting to working from home and things like that. Yeah, man, it is, it is great. Uh, I'll tell you that now. Uh, <laughs> I think season two is still probably my favorite, but we'll get, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, yeah, because from what I understand, season three definitely takes more of a focus on Hector and Isaac and what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely get a lot of that, um, but not not to spoil too much of it. We got a lot of, there's a lot of setup in this final episode, like we said. You got Carmela building her army with he- using Hector. 
Isaac kind of throwing a, together a little a little army of his own, and uh, we'll just have to see what all happens. So uh, yeah, because I'm very curious because um it lo- seems like just you know with the way they're shaping these characters up that they're going for the um they're kind of taking that curse of darkness kind of route. Now I, I was I said I was going to kind of talk about their relationship uh, as it pertains to the game and the show. I, I don't want to do that till season three, so I can kind of see how that um, plays out. Because in the game, they were both former generals of Dracula, um, but how they ended up where they were is vastly different so far from what we've seen in the anime. So uh, we'll talk more about Curse of Darkness um, on the next episode, I'm guessing. Yeah, when we yeah when we go over season three, because I don't want to I want to see how how that how they kind of tell that story. Right now, that makes sense. Um... But yeah, so guys, if you want to follow along with us, we'll be covering all of season three next week, right? Absolutely, yes. it's ten episodes, so they 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 not so much doubled our pleasure, but they uh, you know, they gave us you know a couple additional episodes. Yeah, it's like the cherry on top. Um, yeah, I'm excited, very much excited. Yeah, so look forward to that. Of course, we're watching on Netflix. Uh, if you guys want to follow along with us, um, just yep. just and a quick. Oh, go ahead, please. I'm sorry. A brief heads up, Chris. I got an email from Netflix today that apparently their prices are going up yet again. So, uh, sons of bitches. Yeah, they're taking another two dollars from me. I know that. I think I have like their their big plan because I have a bunch uh-huh. of people on my account. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Netflix is going to be charging me eighteen dollars a month. I'm like, what? Ugh. What the hell? <laughs> What what, ha- what happened to the good old hey. days? It used to be like seven dollars, and you could get mm-hmm. mail and DVDs, and now. Dude, well, they're going to all have to get their shit straight soon because uh, we ain't paying for all of them. That's right. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Disney Plus already took the boot for me, unfortunately. So Yeah, well, I've got, I got it free because I'm, I'm a Verizon customer, and they had oh, a deal where you, you get go. Disney Plus free for a year. So I, I had actually had Disney Plus while Mandalorian was out, and then I got rid of it once Mandalorian was over. And then once Mandalorian started back up, I actually – went ahead and cashed cashed in my money in the bank my free year um <laughs> so i pretty much got disney plus free for a year and also shout outs to mr irving diaz uh for my wedding he actually got me a copy of cyberpunk which came with free 30 days free of hbo max so i've actually been enjoying hbo max free for 30 days and really enjoying that but that's coming to an end here soon so i'm gonna have to cancel that because there's really nothing on there that I can't get really anywhere else except for like DC stuff, but I don't give a shit about that right now. So, like, and I'm not getting rid of Amazon Prime ever just because it's Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's just so many streaming services, and they, of yeah. course, it seems like Netflix is the one that just keeps increasing their prices. Yeah, which is odd because, like, but I don't know, but they're also the ones that are coming out with the most original content, which is, goddammit, it sucks because. Like and also like Netflix is essentially the the band aid of the streaming brands, right? Like it's the Coca Cola of streaming brands. Like, oh, you you want to watch Netflix? You always say you want to watch Netflix, even if you're not watching Netflix, right? Yeah. 100%. Like it's just become that synonymous with the idea of streaming television. I also pay for WWE Network and I pay for cable. Cody, why do I pay for all this stuff? The cable thing is the only thing you need from cable is sports, and that's it. Yeah, well, that's the thing too, right? Like, Which even Verizon that's kind had of a... like a too good of a deal. Like, it's only like there. I got like their really good internet, and it's pretty expensive. But for like ten bucks more, I get this amazing cable package. So it's like they got fine. you. They got fine. you. Fine, it's ten bucks. That's kind of like the Netflix thing. It's only two dollars more. You know, 
Exactly. You don't want to miss out on the next season of Cobra Kai. You're going to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, got you. What does it matter? Yeah, you you know there's going to be a new season of Castlevania, so, I mean, fuck. But all that streaming talk aside, Chris, um, that brings us to the end of season two of Castlevania. Um, yeah, and which uh, which uh, which leads us right into our question because we you know we're talking about seasons of television, we're talking about you know streaming. And our question this week, Cody, that we got is it, it, it's regarding length of seasons, um, which is kind of funny considering that Castlevania's season length has increased. But it's what in your what in, in your opinion what is the perfect length of an anime or television season? Well. Uh it's tough here because there's a, di- a lot of different genres here i think i really enjoy like like a 10 to 13 episode season um mm-hmm. but then again i also enjoy like a 24 episode season so it's it's really tough like there's a lot of good stories mm-hmm. i feel like they get to the point a lot quicker obviously in like a shorter season um mm-hmm. and even comparing it to something like non-animated so like cobra kai you know you're getting 10 episodes and you know they're gonna tell their story and like leave a cliffhanger for you and you it, it seems perfect, really. And then, like, even, like, this Castlevania, this season being eight episodes, like, they told a great story, and they got... You're you're gearing up for season... The next season, and yeah. it's like... It, it, but, yeah. like... It's tough, though, because, like, I, obviously, we enjoyed... I've enjoyed so many 26-episode seasons of mm-hmm. anime, um, but mostly they're, like, one and done um, when it comes yeah. to that. So I think yeah, like, like Bebop being a perfect example. Yeah, I think like a ten to thirteen episode, maybe ten to maybe fifteen or sixteen episodes is pretty much the sweet spot for me. Um, mm-hmm. Ten episodes obviously helps us with the podcast because we can cover ten episodes in, a, in an episode. And mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that's probably right around where I want to be at. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm a little bit shorter. Um, I think I think like well, not too much shorter. I think. 12 to 13 episodes for me is like a perfect sweet spot. I think that's plenty of time to tell whatever story arc you're trying to tell mm-hmm. without a bunch of bullshit and fluff. Um, unless you're doing a show that has you know something like Bebop where there is this overarching narrative mm-hmm. but you've got your individual adventures. And then at that point like you know a 22, 23 episode season makes sense. But like I think if you're just trying to get to the meat and potatoes, like if we're tra- you're trying to take me on a journey from point A to point B, and you want to get there without really skipping, without skipping anything, but you don't want to water it down, like 12 to 13 episodes will really get get you where you need to go. Um, and, you know, let's be honest, look at Castlevania Season 2. They did a hell of a job. I mean, I guess technically if you look at Season 1 and Season 2, they told a whole story there. Oh, absolutely. And they did it in 12 episodes. Yeah, 100%. And like then that's, we, to me, that's perfect, and they set us up for the next ten episodes, which I'm sure they could have easily done twelve. Yeah, and then when you compare that to something like Seven Deadly Sins, where they can't tell a story in twenty four episodes. To save their fucking life. <laughs> yeah, I think I hate to say like the shorter the better, but like I don't know. Sometimes it it just I don't know. I guess it depends on who's making it, what what it's about, you know. Some 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 studios are just better than others, and this is clearly the case with Castlevania compared to yes. Seven Deadly Sins. Um, but I do agree with you. Um, like for a perfect example, like Death Note, like those those seasons were what twenty four episodes. Um, I don't know what the actual seasons were, like what the cutoff was. I feel like after episode twenty five, mm-hmm. um, 
I almost feel like that's a season, but I think they actually split that first half into two parts as well. So it's like okay, it's like twelve to thirteen, I believe, per season. I could be wrong, um, and I'm well, sure how about that? somebody listening will be like, "Oh no, he's wrong." Uh, but <laughs> I, I watched Death Note all in one go, so I didn't really. That's fair. I don't know what where the seasons cut off, um, but yeah, twelve to thirteen seems good. Yeah, I, I think know. that's the sweet spot. Yeah, we don't want no Dragon Ball Z like fucking Frieza fighting Goku or not even fighting, staring at each other for fifteen episodes. Like we don't need that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, times have changed. We want we want to get right to the meat and potatoes. And uh, that's right. But yeah, Chris, that, that that's our question for the week. And uh, real quick, I want to give a quick shout out, Chris. We got a new follower on our uh, oh, on our Podbean yeah. account today. We got Clarence Wolf. 27 i said today oh cj oh yeah. cj wolf yeah so love that thank big, you sir thank you for the follow and if you guys want to follow along with us of course we're at podbean and the just shonen and suds on that and you guys can also follow along on our facebook and our twitter which is also at shonen and suds chris i think i'm gonna throw together i'm gonna open our discord up mm-hmm. and start linking that um just so people can join yeah. in with that um I know I briefly touched on it in the past that we would like to do like some some watch parties. Yeah. And I think it would be cool just to have even if it's just one or two listeners even um, mm-hmm. just to have a little group group session. We watch a movie or an episode or two, and then mm-hmm. you know just kind of reflect on it, and that's it. You know, yeah. Just... Which is kind of funny considering that uh you know we're we're coming down the home stretch like we've got one more episode of Castlevania, and then we're on to something new, Cody. Oh, yeah, one more season. Yeah, that's what I mean. One one more episode of the podcast with Castlevania. That, that's then, right. Yeah, we're on to something new. So I guess next week we're going to have a, a new poll up? Yeah, we actually got to come up with some decisions here, Chris. Um, I know. I, I don't really know. I don't know what to do. Do we want to do another show? Do we want to do a movie? What do we like? What do we want to do? Maybe we do a movie, and then we go from that to decide. Um, okay. Any okay, suggestions okay. that you have? Um, I actually do have a movie suggestion. I actually... I, it's a it gets, it gets, it's another older anime, but I found it just randomly on Amazon while I was stumbling across um, just looking up stuff. Because um, Amazon Amazon Prime has some fucking jewels on there. If you if you just dig, if you dig enough, you'll find some really cool stuff. Um, but they have one on there. It's called Demon City Sinjuku. Let me write. Um, let me write this down real quick. Yeah. Demon City Sinjuku. Sinjuku. Yeah. And this is a movie, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's one of the ones I'm gonna it's one of the ones I'm gonna nominate. It's uh, one, the movie I'm gonna nominate that I've seen before. Okay, so we're uh, all right. So we'll do a full, like a full like uh, have seen, haven't seen thing for this yeah, for this poll. Right. Right. I think there's I think there's a lot of movies we could pick here. Like there's there's a lot of stuff right now that's available. Okay, and that's the one you have seen, correct? Yes. Okay, now what's one that you haven't seen? I don't know. I have to do some digging. I definitely have to okay. do a little bit of digging. There's, okay, uh, there's we'll quite a few to, movies. I'm trying to think of some stuff that I... Or maybe we could just do that and I'll suggest one and then we'll just throw up a two-movie poll. Do you uh, do... I'm fine with that too. Because uh, Demon City Sinjuku is great. I'm trying to think of something that I really want to watch. You have access to like the... What am I trying to say here? Actually, you know what, Chris? I'm going to suggest... Let me, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, let me do a little research here, so bear with me. I want to make sure it's still on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's a movie I've only seen one time fully. Um, Let me see here. Chris, have you ever seen A Silent Voice? 
I have not. Okay. It's actually a movie I went to see in theaters uh, here locally. We found a theater that was hosting it, and... Uh... Oh, no, 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 no. We gotta... The Netflix instantly started playing Karako's basketball as soon as I... Oh, no. As soon as I clicked on the tab. Um, but, oh, of uh, course. Let me double-check that the... A Silent Voice, that's the name of it. I'm going to suggest that. It's actually on Netflix now. Um, okay, cool. And that, that'll be my, my, my choice for the week. Um, it's basically like, it's like this class bully, um, and he kind of like reaches out to like this deaf girl who he like tormented uh-huh. all throughout grade school, and uh, it's kind of like a redemption arc movie where he kind of just tries I'm to, okay tries to correct his wrongs. It's very well animated. Um, and yeah, that's what, that's what I'll go with. I'll go with the silent voice. Um, I really can't I'm think okay of that. an animated movie that I want to see that I haven't seen already. Um, well, another one I wanted to suggest, but I can't find it online anywhere. It's uh, one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, it's called Spriggan. Spriggan. Yeah, dude. I've never heard. Of you want to talk about a movie that is fucking gas? That movie is fucking gas. Well, we'll keep that in the suggestion box. I'm sure I could find it. And uh, oh my god, that might be a future I, like watch that, party because I can dude, I can even yeah. screen I can screen share with you guys. Dude, I'd watch that because that's a that's another one that I think is like Metropolis that you need to own. Okay, it's worth owning, and I think you should. Uh, I, I I highly recommend you watch it on your free time. It's that fucking good. Like it's and it's from like like early 2000s like 2003 2004 around that ballpark um okay. really fucking good movie okay so do you want to just do this the two vote poll or do we want to add two more options let's add two more options because I, I want to throw spriggan in the mix you want to throw spriggan so okay. good okay so fucking good spriggan i want to choose something that's i don't want to like pick us it's tough when you throw a studio ghibli movie in there like God, yeah. So I don't like I almost don't want to say one, but like mm-hmm. off the top of my head, I just can't really think of many um, mm-hmm. that are easily accessible. At least, mm-hmm. let's see. We've have we covered Grave of the Fireflies yet, Chris? We have not, but man, what a good one! Do we want? To, all right, I'll put that. Yeah, yeah, please. That's that's one. I'll I'll have my box of tissues ready if that's the one that wins. Yeah. God knows that's a that's a hard watch, but yeah. I love. It's a great movie. That's right. Um, so yeah, that'll be our next poll. We'll have Demon City, Sinjuku, Spriggan, A Silent Voice, and Grave of the Fireflies up for our poll. Um, the winner will be announced next week. Obviously, you guys can vote on Twitter, and I'll throw another Facebook like comment down below post there. And uh, maybe if you know if the times line up right, we can we can do a little watch party for one of the with the winner of that movie. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with that for sure. That'd uh, be fun. So yeah, guys, please vote along, vote there, and. Uh, you know, follow along, of course, with us, Castlevania Season 3, and then... Uh, yep, and we'll see how Season 3 goes, Cody, because right now, after watching Season 2, Episode 7, Castlevania is actually at top of my list in my head right now. Oh, as far as rankings go? Yeah. I'd say it's it's definitely at least at the number 3 spot for me. Um, mm-hmm. Bebop and Death Note are just... I just have too much history with them. It's tough to... Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll see, see it. Season we'll, 3, I need to see how Season 3 pans out, but... Season two, episode seven, might be like if I could take a single thing and put it at the top of all of our lists, it's definitely that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, guys, look forward to that next week. And uh, Chris, that's all I got for this episode. That's all I got this week too, my friend. All right, guys. Well, once again, thanks again for listening. I am Cody Snodgrass, 
And I am Chris Adams. Thank you for hanging out with us this evening, and uh, we will see you next time.